Talk Club is a talking and listening club for men. It's a male mental fitness movement. Talk Club is a community of men looking after each other, a support network for ways to keep mentally fit. It's here to remind all men that they are not alone, that other men feel exactly the same way they do. And if we share our feelings, we can become mentally strong. Together, we can change the way we look after our mental health and end suicide. Search Talk Club Sydney on Facebook or go to wetalkclub.com for other clubs around the world. Welcome back to Are You Wearing Pants? where we check in via Zoom on personalities in the advertising and media world to find out how they're coping professionally and personally during the pandemic and the harsh long-term lockdowns we're all experiencing. As we record this podcast, much of New South Wales and Victoria are still in hard lockdown after many months. And news of Australia's tough lockdown rules are making headlines around the world. So how are we all coping working from home? How are we managing balancing family and work life? And how's our mental health doing? In this episode, we catch up with Paul Swan, who is the executive creative tinker at Thinkabell. Paul tells us how he and his little tinkers are going through these trying times and how his love of meditating makes it all possible. Here's Paul's story. So first of all, can you just introduce yourself so we know who you are and what you do? Sure, yeah. Uh, hello, I'm, I'm Paul Swan. I am the executive creative tinker <laughs> at Thinkabell in Sydney. And it's a position I've had for a, a couple of years. The Sydney office was pretty new when I joined, but the agency has been in existence about four years. It's founded in Melbourne. Great. Welcome to the podcast. Our first question is, we're talking to you over Zoom. Are you wearing pants? <laughs> I'm wearing long trousers and uh, yeah, I've, no, I've been pretty good with that actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm one of those people that needs to have some degree of sartorial formality to get going in the day. So yeah, exactly. trying to keep up some standards. Well, that leads us into the first question really. How are you coping? Where are you working from and, and how's that going? Have you got a family with you? You know, what's going on where you're working from now? I am, uh, I'll start with that. I'm, I'm in the inner west of Sydney. Um, I'm a couple of minutes from Sydney Park, which has uh, been my salvation. I've been spending a lot of time there, walking and running. And yeah, I'm, I'm living with my wife and my uh, and my dog, uh, the two people I would choose to be locked down with. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that experience. Uh, we have a um, uh, a house that is pretty open plan, so that's been creating some some challenges. It's because I'm spending most of my time sort of talking on Zooms and things like that. So I've been banished to the darkest corner of that building, as you guys can see. But um, yeah, in terms of how I'm going. I'm fine. I'm one of the lucky ones, I suppose. I, I'm not homeschooling young children, which I appreciate is an incredible challenge for those who are doing it. And, you know, I have gainful employment and food on the table and I'm fit and well. So I'm definitely one of the lucky ones. And I suppose I've just been trying to lean into the experience and take as much out of it as I can and find ways of making it work to my advantage. Um, I suppose a lot of people think that repetition maybe is the enemy of the creative, but I've been trying to find ways of using that 
uh, in terms of building some positive habits and staying healthy and things like that. So I'm personally in a good position, but I'm yeah, very sympathetic to those who are having a tougher time. I yeah. think that's the general opinion out there. there. There are some people with some very difficult situations. So you're you're enjoying it, would we say? I, I think it's fair to say that I am, yeah. actually. Right. And, and, and I think I'm enjoying it because of all those things I just mentioned, that, that my circumstances are positive and, uh, and I am one of the lucky ones. And, and therefore... What I've been trying to do is find ways of, you know, each day to, you know, lean into some of those sort of positive habits. So I've been, I've been meditating more and using that time that I would maybe be commuting to do things like that. I've been, I've been staying well hydrated and well caffeinated. Um, I've been, uh, yeah, kind of exploring other ways that I can use maybe the, the incremental time that I have to positive effect. Um, so I've been reading a bit more and hopefully been a more present partner in my relationship. You'd have to validate that with my wife. But Is she working from home as well? She is. She actually has uh, got her own business, so she's always worked from home. So that's that's actually been nice because, as you guys know, the industry we work in can be quite demanding from a, a time perspective. So it's been really nice to spend more time at home with my wife and um, you know, just those sort of fragments of time to have lunch together or uh, you know go out at lunchtime and have a have a walk around the park or whatever it might be those those sort of fragments of time have been lovely to be honest and yeah I feel very privileged to be able to do all that sounds like you've gone the right the correct way with your health and everything a lot of people during the pandemic drink more and you know have start bad habits sounds like you've uh, you've gone the other way which is good yeah. to hear <laughs> yeah yeah I think I've always drawn a strong correlation between my physical health and my mental health. Ever since I started working in this industry and realised how important it was to be on your game mentally, I've, I've kind of tried to look after myself physically. So, um, you know, just eating well and whether it's uh, sort of a hit class kind of on the internet or a bit of yoga. Oh, wow. You're really going for it. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm kind of almost running out of things that I could start doing to make my daily routine even more sanctimonious and healthy. I'm, I'm a bit like that. I get a bit obsessed with things. And, uh, so let's look a little wider. Obviously, Thinkabell is a growing business. You've got a whole load of people there working with you and, and for you. How are they all coping? What's going on? Are they in? Is anyone in the office or is everyone at home? Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone's at home at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we I think we started our lockdown ever so slightly early. So we're, we're I think we're about 12 weeks in now and we work across two offices as I mentioned we've got a Melbourne office which has obviously had repeated lockdowns over the course of the year so those guys have kind of really felt it and then up in Sydney it's it's been the last 12 weeks so um, I think we're approaching 100 people now as an agency 60 odd down in in Melbourne and 40 up in in Sydney so a significant group of people and I suppose in answer to the question about how people are doing I, I think it's varies massively based on people's circumstances those who are either living alone or in you know domestic situations that that, that make it harder you know uh, having a tougher time and, and others like me are, are very lucky and are doing fine but the business has been great I must say kind of throughout the throughout the period you know we're in new company we're an independent business that means we've got a lot of flexibility in how we can approach these things we're not beholden to you know centralized policies in yeah. terms of how we approach it so with those centralized policies which um some companies are experiencing that you know there's worldwide companies that have told everybody who works for them to do things um mm-hmm. have you got policy in place for when people can go back or are you waiting for advice and when they do will you have any kind of a 
vaccine policy? What's your thinking on that? In terms of whether there's going to be a, a blanket policy, I think you know that's that's becoming a pretty live conversation in lots of industries at the moment. I don't think we've decided specifically how we're going to do that. I think definitely we'll be one of those organisations which will want to get people back together. I know some organisations have come out and said, yes, this is it. Now everyone will work from home forevermore. I think we definitely still believe in getting people together uh, when the time is right and when it's safe to do so. And uh, yeah, I think we've been pretty good. We work with Victorian government um, down in our Melbourne office. So we're pretty close to what are the legalities and I suppose government mandates in terms of proportions of individuals back in the office at any given time and things like that. So we have regular updates from the business in terms of what we'll be doing and how we'll be doing it. And that that's probably the best first step almost is that everyone kind of knows and has kind of line of sight of what's going to happen. But beyond that, there's been lots of other things that the organisation has been doing and very proactive in terms of helping people through this. There's an employee assistance programme where people can contact a, a number if they're, if they're struggling in any way. A bunch of us just did mental health first aid as a, as a course as well. So there's, there's a really good you know, attitude to the business to helping people navigate through this. But I think we've got a, a blend of people that are, can't wait to get back into the office and we've got a blend of people that are enjoying the flexibility that's given them um, over the last couple of, couple of months. But I think, you know, and you guys said it right at the top, I think everyone's kind of just keen to sort of move on, I think, a little bit to the next stage of this. It's starting to starting to blur a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's trying times out there. Um, just bring you back to what you've been doing at Thinkabell. Um, what would be one of your jobs that you've done through the pandemic that you're really proud of? And how did you approach it, given the difficulties that have come up through the pandemic? Mm. One that I was personally involved in, and th- this happened right at the very, very beginning of the first lockdown. So we're talking earlier on last year. was for Lifeline. So we'd been working with Lifeline probably for about six months before that. And then as the pandemic first hit, there was obviously this wave of demand for Lifeline as a service. People were experienced a lot of uncertainty about their jobs and their financial situation and just in general what was going to happen in the world. Now we kind of got a sense of how things are going to play out but back then it was just all so uncertain and causing a lot of anxiety for people. All very new wasn't it? It, it was It was new and it was really scary I think and, and what that precipitated was a real deluge of calls to Lifeline. They were experiencing record numbers of people calling their hotline and I think it got to about 3,000 people a day which we figured out was about one person every 30 seconds it's an incredible statistic and these are obviously people calling lifeline which is a suicide support number which is pretty serious so but that that statistic was interesting in that what we did was we then reached out to corporate Australia and asked companies if they would donate their 30 second airtime to help raise money for Lifeline. So using that statistic of a call every 30 seconds, we asked Australian businesses to donate 30 second spots and we called it 30 for 30 and it went off. It was amazing. Mm. It was a, a wonderful project in a number of ways. First of all, how quickly uh, major companies came on board to, to get involved, you know, Woolworths and Bunnings and Westpac and, you know, huge organisations just, you know, immediately handed over millions of dollars of, of their airtime. Uh, and we were able to work with a, a couple of production companies that were very generous in, in helping us get a message out there really quickly that would fill that airtime and ask for donations. And uh, that resulted in about a million and a half dollars worth of funds donated to Lifeline. And that money then goes to help answer those calls 
That's fantastic. That was very rewarding. It felt like you could actually do something because I suppose that the helplessness, you know, what, what can I do? And to be able to use our skills as marketers and advertisers and, and creatives to do something genuinely good mm. was really invigorating. We're not nurses and we're not doctors and we're not lifeline support workers and things like that, but we do have a superpower in what we do in, in marketing and that's not really just picking me up but just as an industry we can we can create energy and excitement and we can do things like this with the skills we have and you know that's that's something we're celebrating I think. Last year when the first lockdown came along we were lucky enough to get a call from Banjo who just won the DCS uh, New South Wales account and they said are you guys able to to work with us and throughout the last year we've been working on a whole load of TV and radio ads for them and like yourselves I mean we're we're not frontline workers but Mm. we were able to feel like we were part of the the messaging for everybody out there so you know we just felt like we were doing a little bit to help people through this and keep the message going so as a leader paul at your your agency you've got a team of creatives i assume working for you how have you kept them going are you in touch with them all day every day how does it work and are are they being productive Mm. is it going okay with your team yeah i'd like to think it's going okay and we have been really productive over the over the lockdown i think we've got three three shoots on all kind of remote this week as it happens and we've just been kind of constantly working I think one of the things I realized kind of early on is and and this I got from some of that mental health training was the easiest thing I think for a manager to to do is to go into solutions mode you know we're we're trained and programmed almost to immediately default to what is the answer and someone very wisely told me that this is the time where you kind of got to not almost immediately default to that position but you've got to stop and kind of just listen for a bit and, and I think through doing that, the, the epiphany really was that everyone is very different in terms of how they want to work through this situation. Some people do need a bit of time off, and we've done that as a business, and the business has offered time off for people who need it. But other people actually want to stay really busy and productive. And um, I've, had, I've had people say to me, I can't wait for Monday. <laughs> yeah. Because for them, Monday is getting back into it and is getting back onto those projects and is keeping busy and things like that. So... What I've, I suppose, been trying to do is kind of gauge with people where they sit along that spectrum, you know, who needs a bit more space, who wants to stay busy, and also how much to challenge people, you know, that we're fortunate to have a lot of very hungry, ambitious people in the company, and they they want to build their portfolios, they want to do great work, and they, they, they look to me to give them the opportunities and, and the business to give them the opportunities to do that. With creative people, uh, often ideas happen when you're in the same room, you might be walking past each other, or you just might be hanging out in the same space, and an idea will pop into your head. And you'll have that chat together and before you know it, an idea is brewing. How do you deal with that, having that sort of separation with people working from home to keep that creative energy? No, that's a great question. I think it probably is the one thing I've missed most is that ability to just get in a room and and jam with different brains. I think it, it often the brilliance, like you say, comes from that, that alchemy of different brains in the same place, bringing something different. There's people I work with um, who think in a very different way to me and have got a completely different approach to things. And I love being in a room with them because I know something interesting will, will happen. So that's probably been one of the biggest challenges. I think it, it's just not the same over a Zoom. There's something slightly stymied when it's happening remotely or the silences seem much more awkward 
Um, <laughs> you seem to be doing well, but yeah, it, it is difficult, isn't it? People are people are finding ways to make it work. I think different people have got their kind of own rhythm and, and way of doing things. And you know, I think what I found as well is that people have been kind of maybe doing a bit of work on their own and then coming together for shorter periods of time as opposed to spending you know, all that time in a in a room together. But uh, that that's the thing I probably miss most. I think is at, at that stage just being able to do that. And the other thing as well is I think just sticking stuff on a wall and scribbling on it and you know everyone gathering around it there's this that's that's difficult to do as well despite the wonderful tools that are now existing to enable us to collaborate more not quite the same i saw somebody the other day saying what's the best whiteboard you can use on a zoom i'm thinking oh, that's a big reach yeah so what about your clients have they been helpful sympathetic are they demanding more or less of you do you have you found any difference dealing with your clients uh, we've we found clients, I think, have been incredibly sympathetic and, and, and kind of understood the situations we've been under. I think in terms of the production side of it, that's been really interesting. You know, how do you produce something to the standard that uh, that we've all come to expect in this industry, despite the fact you can't all be there? So we've had a, a number of um, instances where we've probably done a bit more additional work kind of leading into a production to um uh, to make sure that it works out kind of well on the day, but have achieved some great results. And that's, it's almost in a way kind of bonded us closer in in some instances, I think, yeah. because we are all in it together. You said it. Yes, I did it. It came out, <laughs> bingo. But in terms of like we, you know, at, at the very beginning, we had some clients who we were clearly really nervous, but they, they, they hung in there and they financially were very generous and, and committed. We've got a lot of clients that I think really have bought into the kind of marketing sciences approach of to, to continue to market the brand during this period. You know, NRMA Insurance is a, is a good example of, a, of an organization that, that really believes in marketing sciences and the, the value of kind of maintaining that brand presence in market. Um, and, and also, I think, you know, clients that have had uh, you know, really tough times as well, like the uh, hospitality industry and travel and tourism industries as well that have been in uh, much harsher situations than, than we have as a as a business that have, you know, maintained their composure and dignity and, and, and all those kind of things. So um, we do a client NPS, which is a great way for us to sort of check in on how we're doing for clients. And we've, we've kind of seen that kind of edging up because we've, uh, I think, tried to stay close and, and connected with clients as much as possible. I don't know whether you do the presenting of, of work all the time. Uh, we spoke to uh, ECD the other day and he said he finds it really, really different to presenting in person and being able to walk around the room and point at things and so on. How do you feel about the presentation of a big piece of work you've been all working really hard on over Zoom? I don't mind, I have to say. We did a, uh, a big pitch over the last couple of months, beginning to end. So from the chemistry session at the beginning and then a strategic workshop, which had all sorts of kind of virtual whiteboards and things going, and then the final presentation of the work. And I quite, I quite enjoyed it, if I'm honest. I think maybe it was the novelty of doing it end-to-end and, and the challenge, I suppose, that, that, that came through doing that. But yeah, and I, and I suppose it might come down in that instance to your presentational style I, I, i've probably never been the tada guy that sort of needs to hold the room in that way my approach is maybe a bit quieter so me personally 
I haven't struggled with that. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult. You know, we've all got those kind of little quirks and niggles where we can't see the reactions of people because we're the one presenting. That's difficult presenting to a, a group of people where you can't see them and you can't hear them. So you don't know and you can't course correct um, if, if you think it might be um, sort of going the wrong way. Yeah, I suppose because it's been the inevitability of it, uh, again, I've sort of lent into it and made the most of it and, yeah, tried to find novel and interesting ways of bringing the work to life, maybe kind of make it more animated and dynamic and, you know, you bring a bit more movement into it because it is just on screen and you you can't do that in person. So, yeah, finding some new tricks to roll out. So on a bigger scale, we've talked about your situation and the agency. What do you think about the industry? How are we going to come out of this? And do you think we're going to be in a better place? Or has the industry been unaffected or affected by, you know, what's been going on in terms of Australian advertising and, and marketing? I mean, inevitably, it will, you know, it's been such a, a monumental uh, situation that I'm, I'm sure it will have some genuine and lasting impacts, probably that we don't even realise what those might be yet. I mean, I think just just initially and, and right at this moment, there's definitely challenges around sort of talent and, you know, the movement of people. And that, that's kind of creating a lot of issues for people trying to resource up in, in certain situations. So that's that's something that hopefully is, is temporary and, you know, looking into the new year and a bit more kind of international travel and things like that. Probably another really interesting one is something we touched on about um, working physically versus virtually and what's the balance right in terms of that situation, you know, a few people have said that coming into an office will be a discretionary activity. And again, how do you get that balance right? And I, I definitely am looking forward to being in rooms with people and, and, and jamming on stuff and, and throwing things around. And maybe the bigger one is just the, you know, the fun side of the industry as well. I think one of the, the great differentiators with advertising is how much fun this industry is and can be and, and hopefully will be again in the future and you know it is different from a lot of other professions in that we are able to you know use our creative chops to have a lot of fun in what we do as well so that's something that I think uh, hopefully we don't lose as we move forward and maybe a positive I suppose is the move away from you know needing to have this sense of presenteeism so you know we're all in that office until the most important person leaves and yeah. I think maybe this has accelerated that sense of it's output driven you know it's much easier to know who's doing what and it's it's not dictated by just all being in the same room. And one really cool thing about working on that big picture I mentioned was the fact that when you're working on these pictures, they can be kind of all consuming um, and take over your life for a, a period of time. And it was actually really interesting to do one remotely where you were able to still, you know, spend time with your family and, and kind of check it throughout that, that process. So I think there's definitely some positives that have that have come out of it and that flexibility and fluidity and an ability for people to win back you know some of their life I think has been great. So in a way what we've learned from being forced to work from home and work remotely is something that we can sort of learn from so that when the big pitch comes up everyone doesn't have to be in all weekend but as long as they're available and they're checking in. Yeah and I think when you've got a team that you you know you'll trust one another you know that that person is going to go off and, and do their thing and come back and you'll you'll reconnect 
reconvene and yeah i'm very lucky to work with the people i do you know super talented people who kind of independently just get on with it and yeah we don't all need to be there all the time to make that happen so you and thinkabelle sound like you're in a good place which is fantastic am i right like myself you're uh you're a pommy i'm correct yes how are your folks going have you uh checked in with them regularly yeah yeah look, i suppose that's been another good thing like in the 15 years i've been here i would never zoomed with my mum before um and that's become now a regular thing and we've been spending a lot of time connecting with one another cool listen paul it's been great talking to you one thing awesome we chat. did want to ask you is at the end of your day and you and your wife have both finished off do you close everything down or do you have to leave work sort of in the background going on and then what do you do, do yeah you- we're trying to be really disciplined i think like everyone else is to when your work is in the same place that you live it can creep in and, and like I say my, my wife has worked from home forever so she's been acutely aware of how easy it can be just to nip back in and open that email and, and mm. send another one off but um, I suppose I'm lucky in that I actually really enjoy my job and I still today get the same sort of tingle when you either crack an idea or hear an idea from someone else in, in the team and so it's not something that I ever felt I needed to compartmentalise it's it's always sort of blurred slightly for me and I reckon subconsciously it's, it's always kind of sort of ticking away in the back of my mind that's exactly how how i guess i am and i I think i can speak for nick as well we love what we do here and you were saying you know people on a friday night they shut their laptop down they go gotta wait till monday now i mean with lockdown it it is difficult because you know there's not a lot of uh, things you can plan and do over the weekend so i look forward to monday because i do enjoy what i do and um it's been very enjoyable talking to you thanks guys Uh, and yeah really appreciate it and i I love your um creative relay by the way that's that's one of my absolute required listenings um so yeah good work on that it's Fantastic. Hopefully this one will appeal to the same sort of people in a more kickabout way. Yeah, Fantastic. So thanks very much for your time. Uh, we wish you and Thinkabell all the best. Also, just a quick one on Paul Leaning. You mentioned your staff were, uh, some of them want to be busy. Well, he wants to be busy because I spoke, he said, I'm fucking pissed off. There's nothing going on. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm sure something will happen. Yeah, <laughs> he's well, a bit I have a character. I love him. No, nah, he's, he's awesome. Like I say, he's, I think he's got two or three shoots on this week. So he's got, yeah, plenty of stuff to do. Plenty to keep him busy. But yeah, good chap. Paul. Excellent. All right, listen, thanks a lot. We'll let you get on with your day and uh, best of luck with everything, mate. Thank you. Cheers, chaps. We'll see you, mate. Take it easy, mate. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au. 